take time to celebrate life and to celebrate it well, making good food with our hands, getting fresh flowers, dancing, singing, taking the time, not being in a rush to celebrate life's important moments. Hey y'all, welcome back to Native Soil. This is episode 11. And um, last week we reflected upon the unique gifts and fruits of our black brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. And this week I want to reflect upon the unique gifts, the unique contributions of our Hispanic brothers and sisters. This whole idea of Native Soil is, an, is, a, is a call for all of us to be rooted where we are to not be afraid to root ourselves into the soil that we stand upon because we have a sense in God's providence, this is where he has called us to be, at least for the time being. And so to not miss this opportunity to put down roots so that we might be nourished from this place, but so that also this place might bring about the fruits that God has invested within each one of us. And not only for our own benefit, for our own benefit of that fulfillment of being able to produce fruit, but so that the whole body of Christ, so that this whole place might be sanctified and benefited and nourished by the fruits that God has brought about in us. So with this in mind, we look in a particular way to our Hispanic brothers and sisters. And a story came to my mind as I was thinking about this episode that I want to share with you. And it's a story that's secondhand from Father Zach Greenwell, who is the pastor of St. John the Evangelist in Enterprise, Alabama. Father Zach Grew up in Marbury, Alabama, going to high school there. He went to the University of Alabama for a couple years before entering seminary. Great guy, ordained a couple years after me. I got his permission to uh, share this, but it really touched my heart when he, when he told it to me. And I think it helps us to tap into the special kind of gifts of the Spirit that all of us could really learn from and benefit from in our Hispanic brothers and sisters. So the story goes like this. Father Zach was asked, uh, you know, a week or two in advance from one of the families in his community if they could use the parish hall for a birthday for their, uh, kind of for the matriarch of their family. And that's something Hispanic culture, you know, the mother is a very important figure, uh, you know, but this was kind of the mother, the grandmother of this, this big Hispanic family, and they wanted to be able to celebrate uh, her birthday in the parish hall. And so Father Zach, you know, they looked at the calendar and they approved it. And he said, that'll be great. And they said, okay, we want to start at six o'clock. And they said, Father Zach, we'd love for you to come. Could you come and we'd love to have you at her birthday. And um, he said, okay, I'll be there. No problem. So he put in his calendar. And as he's telling the story, he said, you know, I, I wrote down six o'clock. But in my mind, I'm thinking I'll get there around seven or eight because um, our Hispanic brothers and sisters tend to celebrate things long. And also, as you get to know them, there's such thing as time, and then there's Latino time. And so it's a, it's a more fluid understanding of time. But he thought, okay, I get there at like 7, 8. It'll just be kind of kicking up, and I'll, I'll be part of this. So as the day of this uh, birthday party comes, Father Zach uh, you know, gets to be about 6 o'clock, and, and he said, well, I have a couple errands to run. I'm going to go run these errands and then get back around 7, 7.30, and I'll you know, make my appearance at this birthday party. 
Well, he's out and about and uh, he gets a call from one of the family members about six o'clock saying, hey, Father, we just want to know if you're coming. He said, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm definitely coming. You know, I'll just, I'll just be there in a little bit. And he didn't think too much of it because he thought it was a little strange. They were calling him like right at six o'clock. But um, he thought, well, you know, maybe they've seen where I am. And so he went about doing his errands and about 6.37 o'clock rolls around. He gets another call and said, hey, Father Zach, we just want to check on you. Know you coming? He said, yeah, you know, I'll be there. No, no problem. Um, so he was a little curious, but he thought, okay, maybe they, they want me to, you know, bless the food or something like this. But, uh, so anyways, he gets there about seven, seven thirty, And as he enters into, uh, the parish hall, um, he, he, it was kind of an eerie feeling cause it was like real quiet. But as soon as he entered, all of a sudden is surprise <laughs> and, the whole Hispanic community is in the parish hall. And unbeknownst to him, they were throwing a surprise birthday party for him. And they had all these kids who were standing by the door and they each had like a letter for like, happy birthday, Father Zach. And you and he said some of the letters were kind of like in the wrong spaces because they had been trying to keep those kids there for like an hour. Um, but they had a band, all of a sudden this band starts and, and everybody's dancing and they have food. And... Um, he just was floored. He couldn't believe this whole thing was for him. And as he's telling me his story, I'm getting a little emotional because it's just like so touching that they would do this. But I was like, Zach, one of the miracles of this, like it just touches me how much they love and appreciate you is everybody was there at six o'clock <laughs> for an event. Like it's probably the first time in like history that like the whole Hispanic community showed up on time, like to honor you you know, as the pastor, I said, that's just amazing. And he said, yeah, it, just, it really, you know, touched my heart. And he said, you know, they sat him at this big head table and they had all this food and, and dancing. But at a certain point, all the different ministries of the parish had prepared speeches to honor Father Zach. And so they, the whole kind of group would go up to the front and then kind of their elected representative would give kind of a toast to Father Zach and to say how much he means to them and and um, what they appreciate about him. And this this party went on, you know, all night. And I was as I'm hearing the story, like I'm getting emotional because I'm like, this is so beautiful <laughs> to see um, a brother priest be honored and loved in such a way, to see him have such a loving connection with his people. But it also is like, wow, like. What other community would this happen in for an entire community to throw a surprise party and with all these things like to honor their priest? This story is beautiful to me on many levels, but it, it really illustrates three things to me in particular that I think we really could learn from, from our Hispanic brothers and sisters that I think is very beautiful um, kind of in their expression of the faith. And the first one is this. For them, the parish really is where life is celebrated. They want to be at the parish to celebrate the big moments of their life. And I think we, in, in the past, in different ethnic communities, you know, Irish, Italian, Hungarian, it used to be that way when we were kind of more of an immigrant culture. But now we tend to kind of privatize a lot of our kind of life celebrations. But in the Hispanic community, they're still in that moment where they want to be at the parish to celebrate the big moments of their life. 
And I think there's something beautiful about that. If they're having a big birthday party, a lot of times they want to do it at the parish. Uh, when it comes to the sacraments, you know, baptisms, confirmations, weddings, obviously they want to have that at the parish, but they also want to celebrate that in a big way. You know, there's going to be a big party. There's going to be music. There's going to be food. There's going to be dancing. And it's everyone's going to take time to celebrate these things. Their connection to their priest, you know, they love their priest. They, they want to have a relationship with their priest. It's very common in the Hispanic community to be invited into their homes for a meal. I know even talking to our seminarians, they're always amazed, you know, in their parish assignments. It's a lot of times it's a Hispanic community families that are saying, you know, come over here. You know, we want to feed you. We want to get to know you. We want to kind of lift you up. And not that that doesn't happen in, in other communities, but, but to a much larger degree, there's, there's a desire for that connection to the parish, to the priest, and to that faith community, which I think is a beautiful thing for all of us to um, experience. When I was at Christ the King in Daphne, we started a bilingual mass and it kind of emerged out of the celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe. There was a couple of Hispanic families that approached me about it. And uh, I talked to Father Connor. He said, why don't we have a mass? So we had this big bilingual mass for our Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I remember getting some of the kids in our youth group, Anglo guys, to help serve the mass. And before the mass, we did a rosary procession around the church. Then we went into um, then we went into mass and had you know the full mass and the whole thing together was probably about three three and a half hours, and I remember looking over at the servers toward the end of the mass and they were all just like slumped on their seats, just so tired because they had never experienced anything like that. And uh, after the fact that and then after that we had the food, the dancing, the celebrating. But I know talking to them, they're like, that was something wild. Like we would never think about experiencing, you know, being at church for three hours for something. But it did seem to open a horizon, I think, in their experience and in other people who experience it. It's like, wow, like this is a community that wants to be at the parish. They actually want to be here and they're not in a hurry to leave as they are celebrating the important content of our faith. So there's so much I think we have to learn from our Hispanic brothers and sisters in the sense of actually desiring to be at the parish. A lot of times our tendency is like, we're in and out. Okay, we got mass on Sunday. I'm going to get there as late as I can. I'm going to leave as soon as I can. And the Hispanic community, I think, can teach us a little, you know, take it easy. Let's be here. And, and let's actually relish the chance to be brothers and sisters in Christ and to share this common space on our native soil, if you will. The second part of, of Father Zach's story that um, kind of brings out another aspect of the Hispanic community is that they really have this sense of that life is worth celebrating. It is worth taking the time to make handmade tamales, tortillas, empanadas, whatever it is to honor somebody or to honor a moment in somebody's life. It is worth taking the time to prepare food, to get fresh flowers, to decorate, to dance, to get DJs. It is worth taking the time to slow down and celebrate life. And I think in our frenetic, modern kind of rat race that we're in, we really have a lot to learn from our Hispanic brothers and sisters about taking a deep breath and not being in a rush, not only as we worship, 
but as we celebrate each other, whether it's a birthday, whether it's just a family meal, whether it is um, a barbecue, whether it's having neighbors over or having our family visit, but just taking the time to celebrate the things that matter in life. This is something I see the Hispanic community does in a much more robust way than I see many times uh, in other communities. And the third thing it's, it's related to this is the importance of family. Family is important to all of us, but you really get a sense in the Hispanic community that this is something that they really, really cherish. They tend to have big families. They tend to live intergenerationally. It's very common to have, when you visit a Hispanic family's house, you know, their, their grandparents living with them, uh, maybe a brother or sister and their kids, you know, two families living together. But family is something that is so valued and so appreciated. And um, many times, you know, there are members of the family that they're separated from, you know, who are back home in another country. But uh, thanks to the blessings of things like FaceTime <laughs> and WhatsApp and different apps, I mean, these people are always checking in on their families. And again, I think that's something that in our, you know, we're so kind of success driven here in the United States. We're so uh, kind of materialistic in some ways. We're so fast paced that it, at times it's like we're trying to fit our family into an already very full, already very kind of focused and scheduled life. And I think um, in the Hispanic community, there's more of a sense of this is a non-negotiable, like I'm not missing out on my family. I'm just not going to miss out on these times to be together and to celebrate life um, with one another. There are so many more things I could say about the Hispanic community, but I, I see in that moment, you know, as, as Father Zach is being honored and celebrated by uh, the Hispanic community at his parish, those things really jumped out to me. Um, these are people, what, you know, what can we learn from them? What, what fruits come up from their soil that we can kind of take a hold of and learn from? The parish, why not it be a place where we want to be? where we want to celebrate our life, where we want to come together and linger in those moments. I remember even myself growing up, it, we were, my family and a couple others growing up at church, I remember we were always the last people to leave church on Sunday. You just knew we were. Like our parents were gonna be talking outside, the parking lot would clear, the heat would start to rise, and we would still be like running around the church parking lot. That was very formative, you know, to me growing up, looking back on it. But this is the disposition that you see on a wider scale in the Hispanic community. They, they want to be at the parish. Take time to celebrate life and to celebrate it well. Making good food with our hands, getting fresh flowers, dancing, singing, taking the time, not being in a rush to celebrate life's important moments. And finally, this value of family putting God and family first in very real and tangible ways, living together, having children, celebrating life, and making time for one another in the midst of a very busy world. There's a lot more things that, that we could point out in our Hispanic brothers and sisters, but I submit at least these three things for us to think about, pray about, and ask God, how can this rub off a little bit more on us outside of the Hispanic community so that we too can have a more robust life of faith. Let's ask Our Lady of Guadalupe. She brings in a special way 
these cultures of European and indigenous together in this amazing way. And we ask her in a special way to help bring us together and, and share the fruits of our, of our cultures as well. With the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. And through her intercession, may God bless you all, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless y'all. Look forward to seeing you back here on Native Soil.